KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, June 30th. How ending affirmative action impacts colleges here. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Veterans in the region who are experiencing homelessness or veterans who are at risk of becoming homeless can now get more help to re-enter the workforce. The U.S. Department of Labor yesterday announced Vietnam Veterans of San Diego and Able Disabled Advocacy each received around $500,000 in funding. The money comes from the Homeless Veterans Reintegration Program. It provides three years of funding to groups that help homeless veterans or veterans at risk of falling into homelessness. Local elected officials got mostly passing marks on the region's second-ever environmental report card for politicians. The review measured votes on key environmental issues in front of the San Diego City Council and County Board of Supervisors. A's and B's dominated the report card with just one failing grade for former city council member Chris Kate. Supervisor Tara Lawson-Reamer got an A for the second year in a row. We must strive to keep sustainability at the forefront of all that we do in San Diego County. The evaluation considered votes on fossil fuels, budgets, and climate action. One environmental advocate said the region is falling behind on climate action, despite the relatively good marks. As we head into the 4th of July weekend, we will feel the summer heat. Forecasters say we can expect the hottest weather so far this year. Temperatures are expected to peak into the high 70s today and all weekend. The National Weather Service also issued an excessive heat warning for desert areas from 11 a.m. tomorrow through 8 p.m. Monday. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. The Supreme Court ruling to end affirmative action on college campuses will impact some universities here in the county. Education reporter M.G. Perez has more. The U.S. Supreme Court ruling ending the use of race in admission decisions will directly impact private universities, including Point Loma Nazarene and the University of San Diego. California has had a ban on affirmative action in public universities since 1996. On the USD campus, there is support for students who are living at a systematic disadvantage. When applying for college, Sasha Buktiarova is an incoming senior. That has just been perpetuated over time, and I think that that should be something that's considered then at a state level if the U.S. Supreme Court isn't supporting that. USD President James Harris released a written statement that said in part, USD has a longstanding commitment to inclusiveness, diversity, and opportunity for all, and will continue to pursue these ideals within the bounds of the law. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The California Task Force on Reparations submitted its final report to the state legislature 
Reporter Katie Heisen looked into the recommendations. The room cheered as task force members held up more than 1,000 pages of recommendations for how to compensate the descendants of enslaved people in California, not just for slavery, but for the ripples of harm that continue today. Pipeline, extreme poverty, homelessness, gentrification, wealthlessness. That's Task Force Chair Camila Moore, who says the Supreme Court ruling overturning affirmative action will not affect these recommendations because they're not based on race, but on lineage. The task force suggested a formula for how much to pay each person, which could be more than a million dollars, and dozens of wide-ranging policy recommendations, including to make election day a paid holiday, give property tax relief, and abolish the death penalty. They did not advise how the state should afford it, but Task Force Vice Chair Amos Brown had one suggestion. But where I come from in Mississippi, they had what you call a layaway plan. It is now up to state lawmakers to decide how to respond to these recommendations. Katie Heisen, KPBS News. A group of San Diego women decided to climb Africa's tallest mountain this year. But as reporter Maya Trabolsi reports, what sets these women apart is their will to fight against stereotypes to realize their goal. At Sharp Reese Steely in Rancho Bernardo, Julie Borman gets ready to see her next patient. As a mammographer for more than 35 years, she knows most women above a certain age have an uncomfortable familiarity with a mammography machine. But time and time again, she has seen it save lives. I know I'm doing something important. And it's the uncertainty of life that inspired her to set off on her own goals, zeroing in on a particularly lofty one. The bucket list item was ready to be checked off. The idea came about during COVID when connecting with others was difficult. Hiking was one of the few joys Borman and her friends could share. Together, 11 of them made a pact to climb Africa's highest peak. Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. And as if that wasn't enough of a challenge. All of them were over 58 years old. So the range was 58 to 66. Anita Mahaffey says climbing Mount Kilimanjaro had always been on her bucket list and was astonished to learn her friends shared the same goal. And every single one of them, once they signed up, did not back down. The women called their group the Killy Queens. They joined Kill a Warrior, a Canadian climbing outfitter, and spent months building up their strength and endurance by taking smaller but progressively challenging hikes, including San Diego's Six Peak Challenge. And then in February 2023, the group set out for Tanzania. Well, like one of the guides said, you should be in Guinness Book of World Records. And I think part of it was because I only have one eye. So climbing Kili is challenging, but with one eye, it was even more challenging. You don't have the depth perception. Everything kind of looks flat. But you know what? They also said, dig deep, dig deep. And dig deep they did. She says it was six days of fun and three days of pure hell. With critical support from the porters hired by their outfitter to guide their trek, as well as to carry 40 pounds of gear per person up the mountain. Borman says the climb was partly for friends and patients who fought breast cancer. 
and some of the porters wore pink ribbons in solidarity. You know, we did these things for them too. Still in the game. The group took a route called the Western Breach, scrambling over ice, steep terrain and rocks. It was the most difficult route of Kilimanjaro. It was also the longest, so it gave us more time to acclimatize. And as the group continued the ascent, the porters kept track of their oxygen levels, testing their cognitive function with small tasks, like tying their shoelaces. We knew we had to go slowly. And in Swahili, there are three words, pole, 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 go slowly. The slower pace is part of the success rate of summiting. Even so, none of them escape the dreaded altitude sickness. The mountain decides, you don't decide. The mountain decides whether you're gonna go up or not. And the mountain decided that three of the women should not ascend further. And it wasn't their choice. It was the outfitter that said, if you go up, you're going to die. Nine of the women made it to the top, but all agree it was the journey to get there and the ensuing bond that formed among the entire group that mattered the most. For the first time since their trek two months prior, the Killy Queens met again, this time at lower elevation in Scripps Ranch. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Breaking bread together and processing the surreal experience of their hike. You are as young as you will ever be right now. And the minute you say you're old is when you're old. But if I had a message in what all of us wanted to convey, it would be that, that you actually can. There's nothing stopping you at all. It's all in your head. The point is, is that everyone has a trek in life. And for Julie Borman, who has spent her career protecting women against one of life's uncontrollable variables, she says setting goals does not have to be summiting a mountain like the Killy Queens, but simply pushing yourself to meet desired challenges despite age, gender, or ability. Do it. Go for it. Be strong. Don't wait. Now's the time. Maya Trabulsi. KPBS News. And just put one foot in front of the other. Coming up, our KPBS arts producer rounds up some arts events happening this weekend. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Police and lifeguards say they're expecting hundreds of thousands of people to be out at the beaches for the 4th of July holiday. At Mission Beach yesterday, their focus was on staying safe. Police are reminding people that all personal use fireworks are illegal in the county. No alcohol or glass bottles on the beach. Wood fires are only allowed in city fire pits. No motorized bikes or scooters are allowed on boardwalks. And when it comes to personal watercraft, San Diego Police Captain Erwin Manansala says you should only rent from reputable established businesses. We don't exactly recommend uh, renting from the, the websites or anything like that. You're not qu quite sure if they have all their paperwork and everything in order. Uh, so it's always safest to, to do it from one of the licensed businesses here in Mission Beach or Mission Bay. 
San Diego lifeguards conduct about 7,000 rescues every year. And as we get into the 4th of July weekend, it's important to remember that the noise from fireworks shows and even neighborhood firecrackers can be frightening for our pets. Reporter John Carroll says the San Diego Humane Society has some good advice for keeping them safe. Some pets will escape this 4th of July. The Humane Society's Jordan Fry says some dogs and cats will do everything they can to run away if they're spooked by loud noises. She says it's important that all pets are microchipped so their human companions can be quickly located if they show up at the Humane Society. But she has some advice for making a safe room to prevent that from happening in the first place. You want to have their favorite beds and toys. You want to make sure that you have some treats or um, enrichment in there for them to keep their mind busy. Maybe put on some light music. The Humane Society is microchipping pets for free through July 2nd. John Carroll, KPBS News. There's a new work of art in San Diego to put on your summer bucket list. A painting by notable black American artist Gehendi Wiley is now on view at the Timken Museum. It's there through a partnership with the San Diego African American Museum of Fine Art. Arts producer and editor Julia Dixon Evans has more. This Gehende Wiley painting is huge and eye-catching even from far away as you enter the Timken's galleries. In a golden frame, on a vivid, almost psychedelic background, a black man wearing modern clothing rides a white horse. The horse is rearing up, and the man looks back over his shoulder. Wiley skyrocketed to national recognition after he painted the official portrait of President Obama. This is American history. Gaidi Finney is the executive director of the San Diego Museum of African American Fine Art. He's like, we believe, the black American, a black rock star artist. Wiley takes traditional 17th century paintings and replaces the characters with black models and people of color. He's rewriting history and reclaiming concepts of heroism and glory. The Timken is always free to the public. That's also fundamental to the mission of the San Diego African American Museum of Fine Art. It's a museum without a physical space, so they rely on collaborations with other museums. Their aim is to get important black art in front of as many people as possible. The painting will be on view at the Timken through next May. Julia Dixon-Evans, KPBS News. And before you go, Julia Dixon-Evans also shares her top picks for arts events happening this weekend. There are acrobatics, the six wives of Henry VIII, and even a special book tasting. She shared the details with my colleague, Jade Heinemann. Let's talk about this new show opening at the Old Globe called Passengers. Uh, This doesn't seem like theater as we know it. Uh, There's dance and acrobatics and I'm getting a Cirque du Soleil vibe. Um, What can you tell us? Yeah, so it's a production by this group called The Seven Fingers. Uh, They're from Montreal and they describe themselves as a contemporary physical theater troupe. So yeah, it's not going to be theater as we know it or even circus or dance as we know it. But um, what this is, it's really like a narrative that tells these human stories about a group of passengers on a train. Passengers is the name of the piece. Um, The set is beautiful. The costumes and the props are really evocative and impressive. And the story is told through through a lot of movement and these incredible physical feats like trapeze or acrobatics. It should be really incredible to experience. Uh, It opens on Saturday and it's just on stage through the end of July. 
And uh, how about some musical theater now? Broadway's touring production of Six is in town. Um, What's this one about? So the Six refers to the six wives of Henry VIII, who most of us know them only for their their bad luck, (laughs) divorce and beheadings, etc. But the, the wives now have their own Tony Award-winning musical. It's pretty new. It debuted at the 2017 Edinburgh Fringe Festival, and then it went to Broadway in 2020 and 2021. The music's pretty high energy and contemporary. This one is Don't Lose Your Head from the original Broadway cast recording, where we hear from Anne Boylan, who was beheaded. Uh, She starts here with talking about how she met the king, and yeah, there are a lot of head puns. (laughs) In the French court, we oui, we oui, bonjour, life was a chore, so she set sail. 1522 came straight to the UK, all the British dudes lame. Epic fail. Ooh, ooh. I wanna dance and sing. Politics, not my thing. Ooh, but then I met the king, and soon my daddy said, you should try and get ahead. So it's in town through... July 9th at the San Diego Civic Theater downtown. All right. And the Oceanside Public Library is hosting what they're calling a book tasting. That sounds interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So this is part of their summer reading series. So if you're trying to read more this summer, this is a good way to get ideas for new books to read and kind of take some of the uncertainty out of just going by what has book talk buzz on TikTok or my personal favorite, judging a book by its cover. So the way it works is the librarians will go through some books from different genres to give you recommendations. It's kind of, that's the tasting part. And they'll also give you some general tips on how to pick books to read yourself in the future. And they will have actual snacks as well. It's (laughs) Snacks are always good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's from 1 to 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon. It's at the Civic Center Library in Oceanside. Okay. One more. The San Diego Symphony kicks off their summer concert season at the Shell on Friday. So what's special about this performance? So this is opening night for their summer season. And um, that night they'll play some possibly recognizable pieces like Leonard Bernstein's Symphonic Dances from West Side Story. But they're also bringing back trumpet player Pacho Flores. He was here last year, and he goes way back with Rafael Piare, who's the symphony's music director and conductor. Um, Flores and Piare both came up through Venezuela's National Music Education Program, and they both played in the same youth orchestra, the prestigious one. And Flores will be performing a new piece that was composed specifically for him. It's by Puerto Rican composer Roberto Sierra, um, this piece is called Salciando, and it's a really beautiful and, and vibrant piece. And here, this is a recording of Flores playing it last year, where it cuts to a trumpet solo, so you can get a sense for Flores's incredible technical skills as well as his artistry. So this concert is 7.30 on Friday night at the show. That was KPBS arts editor and producer Julia Dixon-Evans speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Jane Hindman. You can find details on these and more arts events at kpbs.org arts. 
That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS producer Emmalyn Muhebi and edited by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth. Join us again Monday and let's start the new week together with the top local news. Plus, we have details on some of the fireworks shows happening across the county for the 4th of July. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great and safe holiday weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.